I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine and Caroline. And this week we want to talk about prioritizing your peace mm. or Re-tweet. balancing your life in a way. Right there. That naturally prioritizes your peace. Or just talking about, like, finding peace and having peace in general. Because, like, it's just not as easy as it sounds. So, I know, I feel like when you're aligned and feeling the peace, you know what I mean? Like, when everything's working out, you're like, oh my god, this is so easy. Life is so easy. It's all so easy. Like, uh, duh. It's working out. But then but one when it thing does it, you're track. like, huh, it's, but then it's like easy to fall out of that. And then you're like, huh, how do I get back? And then you're like, so like, I feel like it's black and white mm-hmm. and that's a lot, but let's talk about how you can kind of keep it peaceful. I guess just what we've been feeling about trying to find more consistent peace and like our strategies for it, our mindsets and what we think would be helpful for you guys. The idea of like protect your peace or like keep your peace came from there we had this concept or I guess we've both been thinking about this concept or talking about this concept and then our roommate Anna you guys know her you guys love her well she's our roommate Um, again because we're in Boston now oh yeah we have we'll get into that okay um but then she said something like protect your peace and then I was like okay that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna name the title that's the how we're gonna label this concept because we were talking about what we've been talking about and we just didn't really have that like name for it until she said that which I guess protect your peace is kind of like a it's definitely, like, a statement. It's one of your, like, classic statements. But then it's, like, diving in, like, what does that actually mean? I can like, see it on a t-shirt. piece. What does that mean? So that's kind of... Yeah. And we're just, like, I don't know. The vibes are just, like, stay stay with yourself. Like, do what you want. Stay Keep peaceful. aligned. But Keep then, your priorities straight. Yeah. Like, vibe out. Yeah, but then also how to do that realistically. Because a big thing that, like, I've been trying to work out and thinking about is, like... I think there's a difference between keeping your peace like just with yourself and then continuing to keep peace when you have like responsibilities and school and other people and like how do you keep those all peaceful at the same time because it's a lot easier said than done protect your peace when you're thinking kind of just with myself you know being peaceful like with myself doing what I want but the reality is that there's like just a lot to life and there's a lot of difficult things we have to go through or just things that we have to manage all at once so I think it's easier said than done so we want to talk through 
our strategies and our mindsets around how to balance all those things out in your life in a way that kind of protects your peace through all of these different aspects of your life as well as just with yourself and having that peace and confidence but also contentment with yourself all right so highs lows goals updates if you will getting into the episode do you have a high for the week well we're sitting in our new living room so i think that's just a general overarching high is that we hot in here it's really hot it's really hot so we're in our new apartment in boston we've been here for a few days now and i like it a lot it is really cute we you guys know we came like sight unseen our roommate saw it in when we were away and we were like yeah sounds good so i mean i've seen pictures obviously Mm -hmm. And videos, but I've never, I never stepped foot mm-hmm. in here, and it's adorable. I love it. Yeah. It's small, but like, love to love it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a perfect location. It's like the exact location where I wanted to be within Boston and also around our school's campus. Quite literally, like we were down to we we knew we wanted one singular street. Yeah, which and it's a small street. There's and then we needed to be on one side of the street because like sunlight and stuff. So we were <laughs> and really we also limited. Three bedroom, which was kind of rare. So we literally had like one option. We didn't even no, see No, quite it. We like, literally we had one option. We were like, sounds good. That's it. And so we've had this place or like kind of on lock for months now, but we had never seen it. We stepped in first day, like literally while we were moving in. And I mean, all seems to be going well. It's a small apartment in general, but like that's what you're going to get with any sort of city apartment. And for what it is, like, it's bright because we're on a kind of top floor. So we're sitting in our living room kitchen right now. It's all kind of one space. But there's a window. There's a skylight. So it feels very bright in here. We've got some exposed brick going on, Mm -hmm. which really, like, adds to the vibes. There's also two stories. So when Catherine and I's rooms are on different floors. Which which is great. was, like, a really good thing for us and was, like, top priority to kind of give us a little bit of space. Oh, I love it. I'm on the top floor. It's literally just me. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, the kitchen and living room. And then Anna and I are downstairs. Yeah. I mean, I really like it so far. So I guess that's my my overall high is, like, just the excitement of moving into this new place, liking it in general, because it'd be awful if you hated it. And, of course, it's, like, not perfect. Nothing is. But there's so many good things about it that I'm really happy about and excited to have my own space and live a bit more independently. So that's definitely my high. My high is beyond Boston, because not, we're not having the same high. Um... <laughs> The last, like, couple days of me being at home, I really just, um, I put packing on the low, and I knew I would get it done when I get it done, and I just, like, said yes to all the plans and did a lot, so much, like, outdoor time. Like, my friend and I do not know how to surf very well. Like, guys, I had a surfing phase maybe, like, a few, like, four years years. ago. It's it's been, like, a solid four years. Like, I can't claim it. We're so beyond it, but, like, um... This past week, I feel like I've been in a surfing phase, so I was just, like, not that I'm a good surfer. Like, I can stand up for a real one, but that's about it. So, but that was, it was really fun to just be, like, out on the beach literally 24-7, which I was on the beach 24-7 this summer. Um, but to be, like, okay, last little, like, blitz of of doing this before I'm no longer near, like, a body of water. Not that, bo- I mean, I guess I, like, run by the water here, but you can't go in that thing. The Charles. But it's good to be be in Boston and get some fall. I feel like Boston is a very fall energy. Yeah. Of I a city. So like so nice because there's like if bricks, it cools there's down, a lot of trees when the trees turn like the leaves turn red and there's all the brick. It's really yeah. pretty. And it's nice like 
crisp like before it gets too cold it's like sunny but crisp weather i think fall is gonna be really fun but it's not even the end of summer yet the end of summer isn't actually until the end of september but i guess in your mind it's like when school starts when the weather changes no quite literally like september 1st it should be it should be a light breeze oh it's gonna be rainy the next really couple days jesus tuesday's gonna be cold and rainy kind of into it wait it's gonna be sorry just checking the weather up here like intermission so that's that you have a low I, oh my god, my low. Okay, yeah, you I didn't I don't order know that my I have one. Fuck. I thought we were doing we're done with like our low being sleep. Yeah, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Because we literally said that last week. I was gonna no. like, repeat of last week where I feel like I don't even have like a distinct low. I don't know. I'm I guess I'm like protecting my peace these past <sighs> few days. Um but no, it can't be sleep. So My low is I'm like not well okay. Side note, this is not my low. Legally speaking, this is not my low, so it doesn't denote the sleep rule. Um, my bed, I didn't quite choose the firmness. Caroline just, like, ordered just double of her, her mattress because I needed a mattress. So she's like, oh, okay, I'll just get another. Who orders, like, 0% firmness it's of like a mattress? It's, like, a super thick memory foam. So it's not supposed to be super soft. But you s- you sit and you, like, lie down and it feels like you're in a hammock, which is in, like, not a good way. I'm just, like, ugh. I'm, I'm not a big, like, squishy, soft mattress. It was one of the most mattress. popular mattresses. I thought it was a safe bet. Okay, well, I... I have not been sleeping. I've been tossing and turning because I, there's no, like, I don't know. I like a, I like a firmer mattress, and that's about it. Okay, but my, my low for real is I am bloated like I'm nine months pregnant. So, that's, and I keep wearing pants that I know will, like, make, you know, sometimes pants are, like, great, amazing, but if you're the slightest bit bloated, you will look like a balloon and you're, you know what I mean? So some yeah some pants reason, that are perfect when like you're feeling perfect mm-hmm. and then otherwise but otherwise yeah, they they're go like back and forth. actually yeah. atrocious. Well, tell me why me being nine months pregnant sized bloated. I've been choosing the pants that really do you so dirty in that case scenario. So I'm doing it to myself, but right. that's where we're at at the moment. That's my low. The only low. Oh, here's my low. I really want a desk for my room, and I. I guess I'm glad I didn't order a desk before I came because I really didn't know the dimensions of my room and stuff, and it is quite small, and I put a whole queen bed in there. But, like, I want a desk in my room because I don't want to sit on my bed and do work. Like, I just can't. I want my bed to be my, like, cozy, sleepy sanctuary. Like, I'm not sitting on my bed and doing work. I just know that that's not good for me, and I need the separation. I also, like, don't necessarily want to be always in my living room or in my kitchen because, again, like, those are places that have their places. I know, obviously, I'm going to go to the library and, like, go to places to work and study, but, like, I want a desk in my room where I can, one, study, but also have a place to, like, get ready and sit at and do makeup and stuff like that. But my room is quite small, and I just don't know, like, if a desk would even fit, but I think I could fit a small one, but now I have to, like, find a small one and deal with that. So I guess, if anything, that's just been, like, a task or a little bit of a low because... I was just really frustrated because there was, like, a gorgeous vanity desk that I knew I really wanted, but it's just it's just way too big. It wouldn't fit there, so I'm going to have to figure out an alternative, but I'm sure that it will work out, and for now, I mean, I've got a bedroom. I've got a living room. I'm going to be okay. If you love listening to Girls With Goals and other podcasts like ours, and you've ever thought about making your own, then let's talk about Anchor. First off, it's free, which is amazing because there are so many cool things you can do with Anchor to make your podcast a reality. You can record and edit right on Anchor using your phone or your computer, and then Anchor will distribute your episodes to Spotify, Apple, anywhere you want your podcast, Anchor does it for you. Anchor works with Spotify, so you can add any song straight from Spotify into your podcast. 
You can even make money off of your podcast through Anchor. It's really just everything you would need or want in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about rosetta stone is that rosetta stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages forever so i've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my mandarin and let me tell you rosetta stone is incredible the way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive you learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this ambition card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the ambition card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The ambition card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. I don't know i feel like i'm doing pretty good with just like everything recently i don't know my room the past few days even while we're moving has been super clean like i've been keeping the kitchen clean i've done my grocery shopping like gone for gone for walks went for a run the other day and it felt so good that's so like, good best run i've had in a while like it felt super easy um i guess my goal would be to get my like schedule organized Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Set mm-hmm. a new schedule because I don't even know when my classes are. Yeah, you need to figure that out. I keep asking Catherine, like, about her class schedule, and she's like, "Oh no, I don't know." Like, you can look. <laughs> All at, I, like, well, I can you look can find it in five minutes. Just log in. Yeah, but <sighs> do I know my password even? Yes. I I got oh my god! Remember in Singapore when I got logged out and you have to like dual authenticate, but I my phone number I changed obviously because I moved, and then I just couldn't get in. So I haven't opened my school email in like nine months. So you should open it. Probably, I'm probably missing a lot. Yeah. I think my goal is also to, like, establish my routine and get into my routine. But 
I've been doing it kind of slowly in phases. Like, you guys know a couple episodes ago, the episode was about how to get out of a slump because, you know, I'm just, I just felt very kind of like slumped and burnt out in different categories of my life. And a huge thing that I talked about with that was knowing that you have ultimate control and you can take the power back when you want to. But you don't necessarily have to do that right away. You can kind of take the steps to just get yourself comfortable with it and prepare to it and also like lean into like the chill vibes and give yourself a rest a rest break and just kind of think about what you want to do when you're ready for that comeback but kind of ease into it because I just think like anytime I I'm a very like full speed ahead zero or 100 and I'm trying to kind of slow myself down in the sense or let myself live a bit more in the in-between so getting into a new routine here I kind of have been taking it in phases a little bit and it's also kind of has to do with what I want to talk about with prioritizing your peace and like making kind of an intentional schedule in your life to kind of do that but before I even came to school I kind of worked out what is everything that I actually want to do what is the routine that I want to have and trying to be kind of realistic about it and now that I've moved in classes don't start for the first week so now I'm kind of getting into my routine pre-classes without classes and then mid this week classes are going to start and then you know I'll get into my routine with classes and school added as well so I think I'm like I'm doing a really good like ease into this new routine just because I haven't had a set routine in my life for literally eight months last semester I was abroad doing an internship in Singapore it was very like on my own independent kind of vibe and then I had the whole summer so I'm trying to like slowly ease myself back into being used to a routine and being able to actually like stick to a routine and have the discipline for that so that's my goal this week when classes start up is to like add that in take that in and kind of like you know be successful with it so let's talk about your peace how to prioritize your life to protect your peace how to balance your energy out to protect your peace the ultimate goal no matter what your long-term or short-term goals are or even if you don't have short-term and long-term goals in mind right now, is to feel at peace. I say so often, what matters the absolute most in your life at any moment is how you feel, because that determines how you perceive everything, that determines how you live everything. So I think that no matter what those long-term or short-term goals that you're working towards are, or what you have in mind or what you want things to be, the goal in the moment is to feel at peace in the moment feel content with where you're at knowing that like things can change you always have room to grow you always have these things there's always going to be things that maybe you kind of deep down like wish went differently or expected to go differently or wanted to go differently but finding peace in where you're at in every moment and creating that peace is a lot of what we want to talk about today too you know none of us want to feel like our lives are off balance or we're frustrated or chasing or in fight or flight mode and i think those are things that happen when we're not feeling at peace but feeling at peace is a lot easier said than done because i think that those resistant feelings or more resistant paths come a lot more naturally like i think it's a lot more natural to be in like a fight or flight mode to be like chasing something or wishing that things were different or frustrated and so To create peace and protect your peace, you have to be pretty intentional about it. 
But even being intentional about it is confusing too. Because yeah, you can put on a face mask and music and find peace in a moment. But if you did that forever, then responsibilities of life would pile up and create a big roadblock of stress and then ruin your peace in that way. Well, I don't think if we're talking like self-care type of vibe, I... I mean, do what you want, obviously. But like, I'm not someone that's going to be like self-care... And then immediately go to, like, let me do a face mask or, like, light a candle type of stuff. Self-care, I'm like, oh, let me, like, clean the kitchen. Because, number one, cleaning the kitchen is going to be, like, therapeutic if you, like, zone in and clean. Like, love to clean, to be quite honest. And then you're left with a clean kitchen. It's a double duo. (laughs) Um, But, like, obviously if you want to do a face mask and, like, light a candle and do the, like, stereotypical self-care things, you know what I'm talking about? Um, but when I think of protecting your peace, or, like, taking action to protect your peace or, like, put energy into that, I'm thinking kind of bigger stuff that has effects that go beyond just that one self-care action. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, cleaning is an example of that. Or journaling, or, like, going grocery yeah. shopping, like, taking care of your life shit that also the action itself is going to benefit you and the effects of the action are going to benefit you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's also those, like, just feel good in this moment thing, like a little oh, yeah, absolutely. spa moment, like, just, like, reading, like, Like, if you go to get a coffee, even, you know? oh my god, this is my favorite. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Coffee walk, get yourself a coffee, get, like, a bakery item, if you're down with that. So much packed in there. Number one, it tastes good. Love to love it. That's the action in itself. You get outside breathing some fresh air like get it get that flowing Mm -hmm. get your walking get some movement and like get that flowing get your brain going like get your I don't know so many different elements and benefits to that that are self-care in the action and in the reaction Mm -hmm. yeah but I think finding peace in a moment is great but if that is all you did is like finding peace in a specific moment or in those sort of things if you did that forever then obviously like responsibilities of life and all of these other aspects pile up and then mm-hmm. the stress and the pile up and things that that creates can ruin your peace and then drag you down even like before where you started right so i'm saying so you gotta I think hit it with having the double those duo. things in your life but then how do you realistically keep that peace with everything else that goes on too or Like, if you focus solely on yourself and you're finding peace just within yourself, then eventually you're going to feel a lot missing by not having other people in your life and not having fulfillment in that way. And then that ruins the peace too because now you have to kind of work extra hard or work through frustration or work through loneliness to, to bring that element back into your life. Or if you try to find peace in an escape or a distraction, like the TikTok sound that's like, hope you found peace with yourself. Oh, that's New such a, like, won't I don't know the, the trend, actually, but, like, that sound is really calming, like, I love the song. Yeah, I know, but it's so true, it's, like, it's something that is more of a distraction, or you're, like, it's, it's almost an escape, and you're finding peace in that. Yes, that can be peaceful in the moment, but it's a very temporary thing, that if you don't have contentment in everything else like if you're distracting yourself with that because that's the only thing that's feeling positive Mm -hmm. right then like when every time you come out of that it's just going to feel more and more 
empty more and more stressful more and more like everything else is piling up yeah you know and so it's a very temporary thing and then I mean even having the expectation to find peace feels like a force in itself you know so it's a very right but I feel like wait let me talk about that the like Mm -hmm. pressure to find peace. yeah what is your reason for doing so is it so that you look like you have yourself put together or that like other people see are they external Mm. is like for external validation or like support or is it just because it feels good i think most of the time if you're like actually looking for peace in your life like it it really is for you no that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying so like i feel like a lot of people are maybe stuck on the wrong reasons and that's why you feel a lot of pressure Mm. or not even the wrong reasons but i think it's a little bit more vulnerable to actually like look within yourself a little bit and like rely just on yourself but it's not even relying just on yourself because here's where that becomes complicated you also don't want to just be alone and just be by yourself because Mm -hmm. then you're missing another aspect of your life so it's so layered and just the putting the expectation on yourself even to find peace then it almost feels like this big task and a project and like a force in itself and then I think that our human nature and tendency to do that at least for myself as somebody who is a big like if I give myself a goal I like I'm impatient with it you know or if I want to take something on it's like I want to be like I just get dialed in on that right away and so I think that you can't really be that way when you're looking to like find peace because Peace is not a zero to a hundred. Peace is finding that contentment within yourself and within Mm -hmm. your life, like, as it flows day to day. And so I think that also when you try to force it, it can stop you from ever actually finding it. But then it's like, well, then the fuck do you do? Because how am I supposed to say that's what I want, but then not, like, go for it and force it, you know? Um, And it's difficult. And again, it's just another thing that in Catherine and I are, like, figuring out ourselves and flowing through ourselves too it's not a very like factual here's exactly what you're going to do kind of thing but it's like a here has been our paths or journeys with this so far and kind of where each of us are at like independently with it and each of our thoughts and processes and stuff that might help you as well because I think personally I have moments of peace or time periods that feel very peaceful and content but They've always been somewhat fleeting, and I think that I've noticed recently that a lot of the time they're either in an escape or they're focused so heavily on one thing that it blocks out other parts of my life. And so then the pushback from that is that other things in my life pile up and then come in and drag me down, and then it ruins the peace. And like if you're a long-time listener, you know I say quite often that I feel like my life and maybe even mental health, but like that peace and contentment feels very up and down for me and I think that it's because I usually find it kind of in one thing because I have so many things going on in my life I'll like latch on to one thing and like derive your yeah value or peace from that one thing at a time and it's not even the same thing all the time but not just from like the overarching vibe I feel like you should I mean we'll talk about this with my ratio theory that I've said quite literally every episode um (laughs) But if you just, like, focus on not driving it from one thing in particular and, like, concentrating it, but expanding it so it's just an overarching, like, am I content? Am I at peace? Am I doing well? Yes, no. Not, like, is this good? Just, but, like, the overall vibe. And we can get into that with the ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But thinking macro, if that's there on a macro level, if you're feeling good on a macro level, if you're at peace on a macro level, then all the different little micro facets like work, school, the gym, social life, the facets that make up your life don't all have to be so concentratedly good at once. So extremely overwhelmingly positive when I feel like when you do derive your value from just one thing at a time and it's concentrated like that it needs to be abundantly overwhelmingly good rather than just oh yeah that's good Mm -hmm. when everything can just be like good or what it is yeah it doesn't need to be extremes it can just be the vibe and honestly if you have five so say you have five areas of your life school work social gym personal Mm -hmm. Uh, say there are five areas I don't care what they are having all five of them be neutral to good is worth so much more than having one of them be extremely overwhelmingly perfect yeah and all the rest falling behind yeah you know because that's what it does and that's what I've noticed in myself especially like this summer anytime we've gone on a trip or on a vacation like when we went to LA when we went to Costa Rica I almost have like escaped everything else in my life like I've been so zoned in on that on like being social on doing that and being that almost like in an avoidant way to anything else like I would just kind of ignore like anything else in my life and then I like came straight back. Up ignore it so yeah. it's not just oh this is working at 60% instead of right 80% right. right now it's just it goes it straight like 100 to and then other things go to zero and every time I would kind of come back from that and like I would have a great time because I would feel so present in like what I was focused on then but I would come back and I would have this like so much like overwhelm like so many overwhelming feelings so many like feeling so weighed down because everything else had just piled up and piled up like work and life and other things just I gave them absolutely no space because I thought if one thing's gonna be a hundred I had a hard time or like if one thing was gonna be like a thousand you know not even then I had a hard time keeping anything else there at all it was very zoned in and I was finding that peace in a great way, in something that was valued, but in escaping everything else as well. And so I think to feel that really long-term peace can't be through an escape like that. I think it has to be through prioritizing your life or balancing your life in a certain way that works and it flows. And that's what we want to talk about today, how to prioritize your life and figure out that energy breakdown to have more peace consistently. Okay, so the ratio theory. I feel like I kind of went over it, and if you guys have been listening, like, you know what I'm talking about here. But your life, so picture it as, like, a pie chart. That's your life. And you've got, like, blue is social life, red is career, blah, 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 blah. You got all your different facets of life moving around that thing. And they're moving. Because there's 100% to work with. And you can have all of them in there at once. Nothing ever goes to zero. But they need to kind of ratio out. And if school or work is taking more energy or is more demanding of you in that time, then that pie chart expands. That takes up more of the 100%. And the other ones adjust to what they need. So the ratio is kind of always moving. And it doesn't need to be a one-to-one-to-one-to-one. They don't all need to be the same. They shouldn't all be the same because 
different areas of your life need different things and different amounts and require different different things from you. Um, but if you think short term, you see that ratio as like maybe it's like 100 to 2 to 5 to 1. I just made that up. Don't know if those numbers even make sense. But maybe that's the ratio that moment of that day that you're looking at it or thinking about it. Maybe the pie chart is 50% blue and 10% red and 1% green and blah, 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 blah. That's what it is that day. And then one week later, it's going to be 5% blue and... 10% 10% red and blah, blah, blah. Maybe not one week later. That might be kind of drastic. No, yeah, but, but like, well, you know, you get the yeah, thing. It, it each time change. you check in in that snapshot of a moment, it's going to change. The ratio is going to be different. But long-term overarching in a year, in a month, think longer time periods. All of those facets are there and have been there. And even if it goes down to 5% or the ratio shifts and skews so that something is getting less in that moment it's getting less. It's still getting something. It's working in the background. It still exists. Because, like, imagine if you're in a relationship. Then that takes up a lot of your energy and a lot more of your energy than when you would not be in a relationship. You know? That's just one example that came to mind of something that naturally, like, would take more energy and take more percentage. And then at another point in your life, it might take a very small percentage if you're not in a relationship or you're, like, not dating at all, right? I've always considered that it's, like, a hobby. Like, people, I feel like dating, dating is a it's, hobby. it's literally a hobby because it takes up a chunk of your time and of your energy. But that's, yeah. like, kind of a natural ebb and flow that I thought of. Yeah, so in that moment, something requires more. The other parts of the ratio shift and adjust to make it all aligned. Long term, though, all those different parts of the ratio are there, have been there, will still be there. And long term, they all fulfill to those greater amounts. And the same thing, if you... Have all facets of your life at neutral to good. Balance it out. You get more out of life than if you have four facets at bad and one at extremely, extremely good. Like, you get more out of it if you balance the ratio rather than just, like, putting everything to shit. That's the ratio theory. Mm -hmm. And I, in my own way, interestingly enough, have kind of defined that myself in... A different way I think it's interesting how and Catherine and I sometimes I think we think about things very similarly and sometimes I think we think about things very differently but I think conceptually like we understand the same things mm-hmm. and like overall we I think it's just like the words but, maybe yeah that we but then sometimes we kind of like define things differently so I was kind of thinking of that theory kind of in my own way at the same time and then we went to talk about it and we were like oh I feel like we are telling each other the same thing right now so I have always been trying to balance a lot of things in my life. There are always just a lot of things that I want to be putting energy into, that I'm passionate about, that I care about, all at the same time. And like I said before, I'm a tendent and like I said before, I have a tendency to just like hyper focus on things and want to give everything to everything. And so therefore I have had a history of like being unrealistic with how much I can actually give and expecting myself to be able to give a hundred percent to everything at all, all at times. Once. All at once. Okay, side note, the ratio theory mm-hmm. is, it's not that you can't do everything at once. Mm-hmm. It's not that you can't do everything. Because you can, it's confirming that you can absolutely do every single thing in life that you want 
you just can't do it all at the exact same second and the exact same moment at 100 that's why you have to think broader think long term yep. think adjust that ratio and yeah in a month everything's gonna work out and be far ahead of yeah if you tried to stack yeah, everything because at once. here's what i was realizing like i was really sitting with myself and thinking about this because i was like why does this kind of cycle keep happening to me where I get extremely excited about something and hyper-focused on it and then, like, I get burnt out by it and then I get, like, overwhelmed. And I was like, it's because I try to dive into absolutely everything absolutely 100% all the time and I can do it for a couple days or a week or something, but then it becomes unrealistic and then I get burnt out and then I retract and then I lose days. You know what I mean? So it's not actually efficient or effective because then I end up like losing days and being on this roller coaster and being down Mm -hmm. so I was like what what do I have to change about how I approach these things and it's also absolutely exhausting and it just doesn't work it doesn't work because you don't have a thousand percent energy you have a hundred percent energy and so that's what I had to be realistic to myself about is that I legitimately only have a certain amount of time a certain amount of energy and when I have a hundred percent and I try to act like I have 300% and give out 300%, then I'll give 300% out for a week, and then I'll have two weeks where I have zero to give, you know? Right. And it doesn't work that way. You only ever it's not have saying, 100%. It's not saying do less. Mm-hmm. It's, it's saying... do 100% and don't try to do 300%. Right. Because then long you'll do term, zero. Long term, you're going to end up doing more. Yeah. If you can find that breakdown. And so that's what it is about for me right now, is being realistic with myself and saying, okay, Carolyn... I have okay, 100% Caroline. total energy. How can I realistically break down 100% of energy into the different categories of my life in a way that makes everything work, makes me feel good about what I'm putting into everything, but that is realistic with my time and protects my peace because it doesn't protect my peace when I try to give a 1,000, right? But it would protect my peace if I can give 100% of my energy out in a way that is fulfilling because then it cycles 100% of that energy back to me. And what I mean by that in this little revelation I had is that if I have 100% energy but I try to give 300% out and I give it to all of these different things, then I am absolutely drained. But if I realistically have 100% energy and I can say I want to give 20% to this work that moves my career forward and makes me feel really fulfilled when I do it and I want to give 20% to my health and fitness because that's a realistic amount that I can focus on my health and fitness I don't have to be 100% health and fitness but I can give a good 20% chunk and be really great like 20% of my life is focused on that 20% of my life can be focused on building good relationships with friends and having a social life and having fun blah 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 if I can map this out with a realistic percentage of each of these things, then 100% of that energy comes back to me. Because if 20% of my energy is going out to a social life in a way that doesn't drain me and is surrounded by positive people, those people give energy right back to you. And those experiences energize you and you get that energy back. If you're giving 20% of your energy into work in a way that makes you feel fulfilled, makes you feel proud of what you're doing, and also in a way that like, furthers your career and brings you money back that energy is coming right back to you if you're giving 20 percent to your health and fitness that directly comes right back to you and so if you can space out your energy 
100% of it in a balance that makes each of those sectors work well in the moment, 100% of that energy comes right back to you. And so when people say, give more energy to yourself, give energy to yourself, I don't think that has to mean just the typical self-care stuff like we were talking about before. I think that giving energy to yourself can be giving some of your energy to other people if it's a social situation that energizes you if as well. If it's shared energy. Yeah. If it's like reciprocal. I think that giving more energy to yourself could be giving more energy to work or school in a way that doesn't burn you out and that makes you feel fulfilled because that energy comes right back to you. But what it can't be is trying to be unrealistic about how much energy you actually have and trying to give too much to each of those things because then the energy doesn't come back to you because then that energy is just drained from you and leaves stress. That energy is literally turned into stress and frustration and these resistant things. So like in Catherine's saying with this ratio, you have this 100% pie chart. You can't make that pie chart bigger. You can't expand that and stuff it more full than it can possibly be. But what you can do is shift those ratios around as, you know, priorities naturally change and things come in and out of your life or even just as different tasks come week to week. And so you have this pie chart of energy. And if you can balance that in a proper way and if you can not try to overstuff it, but if you can also not understuff it, then that 100% is all you. And so... Here's what I did, actually. I have my notebook right next to me because, like, I was I was pretty legitimate about, like, mapping this out just because visually that's what helps me a lot. So I wrote down... Oh, she's she's locked and loaded with the notes I'm locked right and loaded. I brought my notebook out. I wrote down five categories that I feel like are the biggest categories in my life. And so I said health, and then I said my career, and then I said school, And then I said social life. And then I said direct to myself. Because that is also a category too. The things that are just directly, directly to yourself. And so then I said, okay, well, if I have 100% energy, what do I want to give to everything? And I was like, well, I need to be realistic about how much energy school is actually going to take up for me. Because I can't say I'm only going to give 10% to school. Because that's not realistic because I actually have hours on hours of classes every week. And then I'm going to have to study. That's a lot more than 10% of my life. So I said school is probably going to be 20% or 25% of my life. Between classes and between studying, 25% of my life, I have to give to school. And I think if I gave anything lower than that and I tried to give more to other categories, that would be unrealistic because school would take up more like 25% and then I would be overstuffing it. So I think that that was kind of like a realistic percentage. And then I wanted to be realistic about, you know, my own personal career social media, personal training, this podcast, it takes up a lot of my time and it takes up a lot of my energy. So I put another 25% to that because if I said that that's only 15% of my life and I tried to overstuff something else, then it wouldn't be realistic because it legitimately does take up 25% of my time. And I know that because I wrote out every single task that I have to do for it and kind of how much time that takes up in my week similarly to what I did with school and so I know that school is like 25% of my life career is gonna be like 25% of my life now I have 50% that I can kind of dish out as I please health is obviously super important to me and I was like what does that mean it means fitness and nutrition it means that I want five solid workouts a week and that I want to have enough time to plan some meals and grocery shop and you know meal prep and cook food and so I thought that if 10% is fitness 10% is nutrition then my health takes up 20% Boom. Now I have 30% left to give out and my last categories are 
social and directly to me. And I thought that those should be split pretty evenly because just being realistic, like, I am in college, I want to have a social life, I want to make sure that I allot enough energy to that so that a social life isn't what pushes me over the edge and then I retract from it. Like, I want to save enough space for it so that I can randomly go to lunch with a friend on a Tuesday so that I can have a fun weekend out without feeling like I've overstuffed in other categories and then I have 15% that's directly to myself and I wrote down things like journaling skincare hair care cleaning my room doing my laundry and then also having free time like that's in that 15% as well is just giving myself free time to intuitively do I, do what I want what I want for myself and so that's me like literally breaking down my life into percentages because that's just what helps me visualize it is to put all these tasks down and try to realistically put those percentages out you don't necessarily have to do that if you can more just like understand it conceptually and especially the way that Captain was describing it but if you're somebody like me who like mapping it out like that is really going to help you like 100% encourage you to do that because it's given me a lot more clarity about what I can realistically put into everything and then not feeling like like if here's what I'm saying if I say that school is 25% of my life, then I'm not going to feel bad if on a weekend or something I'm not studying because I'm like, I've, it's been my 25%. I don't have to go overboard and do that. I mean, as long as I was like efficient when I was kind of doing it and giving my tasks and giving them enough space, right? But I feel like when you're unrealistic and you want to do everything at 100%, then anything less like you're going to feel guilty about or you're going to feel like you're missing something or stressed that you're not doing enough for it whereas if you're like no realistically this is 25% of my life it's not 100% then you're a lot better at kind of stopping at that 25% and letting it be a consistent 25% and be a lot more peaceful if you're realistic about actually giving yourself a percentage of free space and free time and that area actually just to focus right on yourself then it also gives you space to kind of have that buffer room and do things more intuitively another thing that came from this concept of protector peace initially came from we were talking about plans like what are we going to do caroline me anna we were talking about what we were going to do that night and had different ideas like people want to do different things a little bit and then anna goes like do what you want like protect your peace so i'm telling you guys right now do what you want protect your peace don't do things that you don't want to do. Like, it sounds it sounds so simple and it sounds so obvious, but I get it's difficult when it's actually in practice. And I know a lot of people are maybe you're going back to school, starting a new job, like whatever it is, like starting a new chapter or phase of life. There's so much pressure to, yes, say yes to everything. And yes, try new things. And yes, like do take advantage of the opportunities that are available to you but you don't have to do things or force yourself to do things that you know you don't want to do. Like, if you don't want to go out that night, simple. If you don't want to hang out with certain people, you don't have to. Protect your peace. Like, you don't have to engage in activities that or events that may be negative for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. And but then if you want to go out one night and stay out till 4 a.m. and stuff because you're having the best time, that's what you want to do. Do it. Protect do your it. peace and do it. And <laughs> it can also change week to week. And Catherine and I are, like, the biggest representatives of that. Like, we could... Well, you guys know I, like... Well, last night I feel like I went to sleep at, like, 6. I have no you, issue. You, you knocked out early. You okay, said. but this is my thing because a lot of people will... A lot of people, like, we're in college. The culture is, like, 
go out every night. I like going out. I don't like to go out every night. Like, every single night of every single week. Because it takes up too much of a percentage. Because it takes up too much of a percentage of my percentage. Your percentage is going to be totally different if you like doing that. Love to love it for you. Personally, I don't like to do that. I, we know we like, we know I like extremes. I will either like to be in bed at, like, 11, tastefully asleep, wake up early the next day, or I'll be up until, like, 6 a.m. having a good time. There's no between. But both of those are because I'm enjoying what I'm doing in that, and both in that actual moment. And both can be true moment. for you. And both are times. true. That is something that's that can what help I you find like to do. Too. I don't Remember like that both can be true for almost every situation. Right. You don't have to be one or the other on everything. Like personally, I don't like to go out just to go out, and I know that like oh, go out and it'll it'll turn fun. But on for me, like most of the time, it's not fun. I feel like it's like a quarter of the time. It's super fun. And I live for that quarter. Like, I love that quarter. And those are the quarters that I'll be like, oh, I'm awake at 6 in the morning and, like, stay up the next day and we're good to go. But I'm not going to force myself to go out if in that moment I don't want to, if it doesn't sound fun in that moment, just because of the potential opportunity of it being fun. Because for me, that doesn't outweigh whatever. And my idea is protect your peace. Don't do what you don't want to do. Don't, like, do what you want to do. Don't do what you don't want to do. Part of that to say think long term as well so number one check in with yourself in the moment throughout the day even be like am I doing what I want to do is my peace being protected right now and if the answer is yes like go off that's great if the answer is no like do something different adjust like do whatever you want to your life move on um that said if it's like oh I really don't want to go grocery shopping right now but you need food and you want to be eating good food to make you feel good and the alternative is either you have nothing to eat or like order something that may make you feel bad blah 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 and you don't want to do that but you also don't want to go grocery shopping go grocery shopping right like in that sense do the thing you don't want to do because actually you do want to do it sometimes the things that are actually gonna fill your cup are things that could be the harder decision to make in the moment. This is so unrelated, like, but I, the, the term "fill your cup" bothers me. Okay, sorry. No, no, just, <laughs> just like, just in general, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are using it, in, but for takes, no, for literally, yeah. quite literally, no reason. But it bothers me. But take studying for example. If you have a test coming up in a course, or just if you're taking a class in general, if you can, you know, consistently do your studying every week you're not going to want to. You're not going to want to leave class and then sit down with notebooks and study. That feels hard. But what's going to be harder is when you have an exam tomorrow and you haven't been studying for weeks so you don't feel like you know anything and then you're so stressed and you're absolutely cramming and you don't probably do very well on the exam and then you forget everything. That's a case where... That's a lot harder and it makes the hard last a lot longer. A lot. That's like, oh, do you want to study in this moment? No. Do you need and want to have studied then in whenever you need to take the exam? Yes. So actually, mm-hmm. yes, you do want to study even though you're te- you don't. You actually do. Same thing with going grocery shopping. Same thing with going to the gym. Same thing with cleaning your room. Those things, maybe you don't want to do them in that moment at that exact time. But in long term, in general, yes, you want to do them. So you're going to do them. Okay. I just made such a good connection to kind of what I was saying in the beginning about how you can find peace in avoiding something, but it's only temporary. If you are talking about having a test and studying, you could find a lot of peace with, in the moment, being like, you know what, studying is not what I want to do right now. That sounds hard. I'm just going to 
give myself some me time and not do it instead and I'm going to sit and watch TV. That's going to make you feel at peace in that moment because you're avoiding that hard thing. So you're going to feel like you temporarily have this peace. All of a sudden, in two weeks, you have an exam coming up and your level of peace absolutely plummets and you're overtaken by all of this stress and all of this overwhelmingness and all of this guilt that you didn't do it in the first place, right? So you had the temporary peace in that escape in the moment and then it led to like a way worse fall off later. If in a moment you can say, this thing is going to be hard, but if I can just do it for a minute now or an hour now, then you feel a lot more proud of yourself and actually more at peace in that moment because, you know, then you can watch your TV after if you can do the thing and you you feel like you have more control over things. You feel like you have things together. You feel like you have the discipline to actually get yourself to do things and that is a very good feeling. You feel peace in that moment and then when the exam comes up, you have so much peace because you're just flowing through it and it feels like it's just coming more naturally and it's doing it because you were able to do a little bit of the work every time that you had to in the beginning. And so that's an example of how protecting your peace is not just the immediate classic immediate self-care. Sometimes it is doing the harder things. Often it is. That's like health and fitness. Fitness and working out, that is absolutely self-care. Now, but especially long-term, that is literally taking care of yourself. But it's not easy in the moment. And that's why a lot of people can't stay consistent with it because it's hard to get yourself to do the hard thing. But then everyone talks about, oh, it's the best feeling afterwards. You feel that peace right afterwards. And then you feel that long-term peace build when you are strong and healthy and confident. So oftentimes building that long-term peace can be or is doing harder things in the moment or just having harder things be a consistent in your life instead of being avoidant 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 until it becomes really fucking hard you know and as we're talking about having 100% energy having that pie chart to break down you can give 100% of your energy and focus to what you're doing when you're doing it but you can't give 100% of your life's total energy and focus to every single thing. But think about that for a second. When I say that you're giving I'm 25% about <laughs> to school, I'm not saying that you're doing your schoolwork at 25%. I'm saying... 25% of the time yes. you give 100%. <gasps> it's yes. like the rain... It's like the rain counter. What's that? Like on the weather app, it says 90% chance of rain. It actually means 90%... It actually means there's a 100% chance that 90% of Boston will be rainy. Yeah, exactly. So you still give (laughs) 100% of your focus and energy in that moment to what you're doing in that moment. But on the macro scale, as in Catherine explained, there's that different energy percentage breakdown that totally equals 100. So while you can't give 100% of your total self to every single thing you want to do, you can still give 100% of your focus and care to it in the moment that you're doing it. Little mindsets before we let you go that I think will help you to feel a bit more at peace is to let go of who you think you need to be and just be who you are because a lot of the time our peace is drained when we're just like fighting what is and trying to 
like fight ourselves and wishing that we were different and wishing that our lives were different because you can always like want things to evolve and change but having peace in this moment also just means that like I can I can find contentment in what is right now so let go of who you think you need to be or what you think your life needs to be and find the peace in who you are and what it is right now also don't use your energy to worry you got 100% of your energy. Don't give that to worrying. Don't give it to to stressing and worrying. Use your energy to do the things you want to do, to trust, to believe, to grow. Put your energy into those positive things. And then finally, don't lose this moment searching for another. Because Did I you think, just like... <laughs> I pulled a Pinterest quote for that. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled a Pinterest quote for that one. It was so that, formal. I know. Because that's like the basis of peace in general is is the presence and that contentment so don't lose the moment that you're in searching for another because then you're just pushing things away you want to find peace in where you're at right now that helps you create peace down the line if you want to take advantage of every moment that you have Alrighty, that's what i'm gonna leave you with thank you guys for listening i hope you got something good out of our jumble of speech right there <laughs> um if you guys do want to like write down your little pie chart for your own good that'd be like, so cool to see i don't know i love when people send in their little like vision boards about, or yeah. lists of like energy givers whatever we talk about so if you do do that and you want to share with us obviously we're not going to like share with other people so um but we would love to see that and love to hear from you if you do want to send that into at girls with goals pod on instagram we also have at girls with goals pod on tiktok and then my instagram and tiktok adding katherine Kaneen. Mine is at Caroline Kaneen. And those are all going to be linked below, so you can just click on over. But thank you guys again for listening. Love to love you, and we'll see you next Next Monday. Monday.